Face it with the IT Privacy and Security Weekly Update for the week ending October 3rd, 2023. Thank you for joining in on episode 159. This week, we rip the lid off privacy, starting with a story about a quiet plan in the UK to catch shoplifters that could end up stealing something critical from us all. From there, we share a story from LA, where popular food delivery robots are delivering much more than your order. Next on the slate is the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act lawsuit against some names more familiar to your phone than organized crime. Then we travel to Serbia, where there's more evidence of an ingenious plan to map the world's DNA. Taiwan's help to rebuild chipmaking at Huawei and why Airbnb is not afraid to be a party pooper. We're back with a hard look in the mirror and an adrenaline-enriched selection of IT privacy and security stories. So let's hit this week's adventure face first. Our first story this week comes to us out of the UK from the Guardian.com. A step in the wrong direction for the UK? A survey of members of the British Retail Consortium which represents all the major chains, found levels of shoplifting in 10 of the biggest cities had risen by an average of 27% this year. Meanwhile, the police's own data for one major retailer shows that forces failed to respond to 73% of serious retail crimes that were reported, while 44% of retailers in the BRC's annual crime survey rated the police response as poor or very poor. With fuel, heating, and electricity prices skyrocketing across the UK, it's perhaps a little unsurprising that shoplifting rates for things as basic as nappies or diapers and food items have risen. One politician rising to the challenge has proposed the following. Britain's passport database could be used to catch shoplifters, burglars, and other criminals under urgent plans to curb crime, the police minister has said. Chris Philp said he planned to integrate data from the police national database, the passport office, and other national databases to help police find a match with the click of one button. But civil liberty campaigners have warned the plans would be an Orwellian nightmare that amount to a gross violation of British privacy principles. Foreign nationals who are not on the passport database could also be found via the immigration and asylum biometric system, which will be part of an amalgamated system to catch thieves. The measures have been deemed controversial by campaigners as the technology could get a match even if images are blurred or partially obscured. Speaking at a fringe event at the Conservative Party conference hosted by the policy exchange think tank, Philp said, I'm going to be asking police forces to search all those databases, the police national database, which has custody images, but also other databases like passport database, not just for shoplifting, but for crime generally to get those matches, because the technology is now so good that you can get a blurred image and get a match for it. Operationally, I'm asking them to do it now. In the medium term, by which I mean the next two years, we're going to try and create a new data platform so you can press one button and it lets you search it all in one go. Until the new platform is created, he said police forces should search each database separately. Philp said he has already ordered police forces that have access to the passport database to start searching it alongside the police national database, which stores custody images. 
Officers will be able to compare those facial images against CCTV, dash cam, and doorbell technology to help find a match for criminals as prosecution rates are at record lows. He later added, I would also just remind everyone that the wider public, including shop staff and security guards, do have the power of citizens' arrest, and where it's safe to do so, I would encourage that to be used. Because if you do just let people walk in and take stuff and walk out without proper challenge, including potentially a physical challenge, then it will all escalate. Okay, so what's the upshot for you? The UK has already backtracked on the suggestion of end-to-end encryption after Apple, Meta, and Signal said they'd pull those services out of the UK. So there is hope. This too will fizzle out. But where things are assembled off-camera, let's make sure this remains in our line of sight. Our next story comes to us out of the U.S. from 404 Media. Food delivery robots are feeding camera footage to the LAPD. A food delivery robot company that operates with Uber Eats in Los Angeles provided video footage taken by one of its robots to the Los Angeles Police Department, or LAPD, during a criminal investigation. The incident sheds light on the constant surveillance capabilities of these delivery robots and their potential use in criminal cases. Internal emails obtained by 404 Media reveal that the robot delivery company, Serve Robotics, sought to collaborate more closely with the LAPD and the LAPD eagerly embraced the opportunity. This specific case involved an attempted grand larceny where two individuals tried to steal a robot owned by Serve Robotics, a company planning to deploy up to 2,000 robots for food delivery with Uber Eats in Los Angeles. The suspects were apprehended and subsequently convicted. The email subject line reads, Evidence submitted from Serve Robotics in a July 2023 email thread between Aduke Thelwell, Serve's head of communications, and an LAPD detective. Serves robots, although advertised as autonomous, are often operated remotely by humans. In response to a Sabina, Serve provided the LAPD with robot camera footage and cost details. Additionally, the company proactively sent video footage from its robot to the police in March. This raises concerns about the continuous surveillance conducted by these delivery robots and the potential privacy implications for people living in areas where they operate. While the LAPD sees video footage as a valuable tool in investigations, experts and privacy advocates have raised concerns about the broader implications of deploying robots or surveillance capabilities in public spaces. There is a need for clear policies regarding data collection, retention, and sharing, especially when law enforcement agencies are involved. This case highlights the evolving challenges of balancing innovation and privacy in the context of emerging technologies like delivery robots. As these robots become more prevalent in urban environments, it's essential to address privacy concerns and establish guidelines for their use in cooperation with law enforcement agencies. So, what's the upshot for you? This is a warning notice for the neighborhoods that have not become populated with these robotic delivery services. Perhaps this makes you feel more comfortable today, but as the boundaries are further pushed, tomorrow may feel much different. Our next story out of the U.S. from Gizmodo.com. H&R Block, Meta, and Google slapped with Rico suit, allegedly schemed to scrape taxpayer data. A recent class action lawsuit asserts that individuals who have utilized H&R Block's tax return services since 2015 inadvertently contributed to the financial benefit of Meta and Google. 
The lawsuit alleges a collaborative scheme among the three companies to deploy tracking mechanisms on the H&R Block website, scanning and transmitting tax data to Meta and Google, subsequently utilized for targeted advertising. The legal representatives contend that the collective actions of these entities constitute a pattern of racketeering activity under the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act, or RICO, traditionally reserved for addressing organized criminal activities. Brent Wisner, one of the attorneys involved, asserted that H&R Block, Google, and Meta disregarded data privacy regulations, casually exchanging information about individuals' financial matters. This lawsuit, filed in the Northern District of California, stems from a congressional report released earlier this year. The report exposed the reckless sharing of sensitive tax data by multiple tax preparation firms, including H&R Block. The firms used tracking pixels on their websites, dubbed spy camps in the lawsuit, which allegedly scanned tax documents, disclosing personal tax details like filer names, filing status, federal taxes owed, addresses, and number of dependents. This anonymized data was subsequently employed for targeted advertising and training Meta's AI algorithms. The attorneys argue that H&R Block, Meta, and Google deliberately engaged in an agreement to infringe upon taxpayers' privacy rights for financial gain. As a result, the lawsuit seeks refunds and punitive damages. So, what's the upshot for you? Just a reminder that in the U.S., Tax time is never too far away. Our next story comes to us out of China and Serbia from ADN.com. China's quest for human genetic data spurs fears of a DNA arms race. In 2020, China's FireEye Labs lauded their prowess in decoding genetic information, were gifted to Serbia, marking an ambitious move in scientific collaboration. However, recent scrutiny from Western intelligence agencies has raised concerns over the intentions behind this largesse. These portable labs, capable of deciphering the genetic code of viruses and humans, have been distributed to numerous foreign countries during the pandemic. Analysts view this as part of China's long-standing effort to amass valuable human DNA data globally. Over the past decade, this endeavor has included the acquisition of U.S. genetics firms and extensive hacking operations. The COVID-19 crisis provided an unexpected boost, allowing Chinese entities to deploy gene sequencing machines and forge research partnerships in regions that were previously inaccessible. FireEye Labs proliferated across four continents and more than 20 countries, cementing their presence as permanent genetic testing centers. BGI Group, the creator of FireEye Labs, asserts it has no access to genetic data collected by the Serbian lab. However, U.S. officials point to BGI's role in constructing and operating the China National Gene Bank, which holds genetic data from millions of people worldwide. Concerns have been raised as the Pentagon listed BGI as a Chinese military company in the United States with intelligence assessments linking it to a global DNA acquisition campaign. China's endeavor to accumulate DNA data globally has generated controversy, as some Chinese scholars have debated the hypothetical creation of genetic-based weapons. Yet experts deem this prospect distant at best. U.S. intelligence views China's efforts primarily as an economic competition rather than a military one, with no public evidence suggesting the misuse of foreign DNA. Questions surrounding how BGI handles overseas-acquired DNA data, including its potential use by China's military or intelligence agencies, remain. 
Chinese law mandates that information collected by BGI's machines can be accessed by the government, raising concerns about privacy and security. In this complex landscape, China envisions becoming a biotechnology leader by 2035, with genetic information heralded as the cornerstone of a scientific revolution promising numerous medical breakthroughs. Nevertheless, the extent and implication of China's global genetic data campaign continue to be subjects of international scrutiny and concern. So what's the upshot for you? Weaponizing attacks targeting human DNA could have devastating global impacts, like COVID-19, but engineered to affect certain genetic traits the potential harm could be immense. And this next story is probably less about hardening your security than hardening your cement. Out of Australia, from Engadget.com, strength in every sip. Coffee-powered concrete. Scientists strengthen concrete by 30% with used coffee grounds. According to a team of researchers from RMIT University in Australia, the coffee grounds can be used as a silica substitute in the concrete production process to yield a significantly stronger chemical bond than sand alone. The disposal of organic waste poses an environmental challenge as it emits large amounts of greenhouse gases, including methane and carbon dioxide, which contribute to climate change. Lead author of the study, Dr. Roy Chand of RMIT's School of Engineering said, He notes that Australia alone produces 75 million kilograms of used coffee grounds each year, most of which end up in landfills. Coffee grounds can't simply be mixed in raw with standard concrete as they won't bind with other materials due to their organic content. In order to make the grounds more compatible, the team experimented with pyrolyzing. Pyrolyzing is the process of subjecting substances to high temperatures and relatively inert atmospheres in order to facilitate their thermal decomposition. The materials at 350 and 500 degrees centigrade and then substituting them for sand in 5, 10, 15, and 20 percentages by volume for standard concrete mixtures. The team found that at 350 degrees centigrade, it's, well, it's the perfect temperature, producing a 29.3% enhancement in the compressive strength of the composite concrete blended with coffee biochar. Per the team's study, published in the September issue of Journal of Cleaner Production. So, what's the upshot for you? In addition to reducing emissions and making a stronger concrete, we're reducing the impact of continuous mining of natural resources like sand, Dr. Roy Chand added. From Bloomberg.com, our next story out of Taiwan. Key Taiwan tech firms are helping Huawei with China chip plants. Several Taiwanese technology companies are helping Huawei Technologies Company build infrastructure for an under-the-radar network of chip plants across southern China, an unusual collaboration that risks inflaming sentiment on a democratic island grappling with Beijing's growing belligerence. On a scorching summer afternoon in Shenzhen in late August, one vast, nearly finished construction site established by a Huawei-backed firm buzzed with workers. The dozens of hard-hatted staffers who gravitated toward nearby street vendors couldn't be told apart except for brightly hued safety vests that bore their employers' names and official logos. They included a unit of Taiwanese chip material reseller Topo Scientific Company and a subsidiary of Taipei-based L&K Engineering Company, according to a Bloomberg News investigation. 
Across town at another Huawei-affiliated site, Bloomberg identified workers from a subsidiary of construction specialist United Integrated Services Company. Meanwhile, Taiwan's Kika Huntech Chemical Technology, Taiwan Co., said on its website that it had won contracts to build chemical supply systems for two Chinese chipmakers, Shenzhen Pensun Technology Company and Pershing IC Manufacturing Co., which was blacklisted by the U.S. last year. Both companies have been identified as working with Huawei to build chip fabrication facilities. The company removed the online reference after Bloomberg News inquired about it. The previously unreported Taiwanese presence in Huawei's efforts risk triggering a backlash on an island that is preparing for polls next January with the question of Taiwan's rocky relationship with China likely the most pivotal issue. So what's the upshot for you? We understand that somehow Huawei is now rumored to be making the fastest 5G phones in the market. They reached that goal pretty quickly. And our last global story this week comes to us from CNBC.com. Airbnb's Naba Banjari reduced partying by 55% in two years. Airbnb says the pandemic and host's fears of property damage are the main drivers behind its anti-party push, but there have been darker incidents as well. A Halloween party at an Airbnb in 2019 left five people dead. This year, between Memorial Day and Labor Day weekends, at least five people were killed at parties hosted at Airbnbs. In June, the company was sued by a family who lost their 18-year-old son in a shooting at a 2021 Airbnb party. Naba Banjari is a proud party pooper. As the person in charge of Airbnb's worldwide ban on parties, she spent more than three years figuring out how to battle party collusion by users, flag repeat party houses, and most of all design an anti-party AI system with enough training data to halt high-risk reservations before the offender even gets to the checkout page. It's been a bit like a game of whack-a-mole. Whenever Banjari's algorithms flag some concerns, new ones pop up. Airbnb defines a party as a gathering that occurs at an Airbnb listing and causes significant disruption to neighbors and the surrounding community, according to a company rep. To determine violations, the company considers whether the gathering is an open invite one and whether it involves excessive noise, trash, visitors, parking issues for neighbors, and other factors. Banjari joined the company's trust and safety team in May 2020 and now runs that group. In her short time at the company, she's overseen a ban on high-risk reservations by users under age 25, a pilot program for anti-party AI in Australia, heightened defenses on holiday weekends, a host insurance policy worth millions of dollars, and this summer, a global rollout of Airbnb's reservation screening system. Some measures have worked better than others, but the company says party reports dropped 55% between August 2020 and August 2022, and since the worldwide launch of Banjari's system in May, more than 320,000 guests have been blocked or redirected from booking attempts on Airbnb. Overall, the company's business is getting stronger as the post-pandemic travel boom starts to fade. Last month, the company reported earnings that beat analysts' expectations on earnings per share and revenue, with the latter growing 18% year-over-year, despite fewer-than-expected numbers of nights and experiences booked via the platform. So what's the upshot for you? The success of user profiling in this case is certain to be held up as an example of where it could be applied in others, but for now, we'll just join the reprise and call her the party pooper. So, to wrap it up, 
We ripped the lid off a story about a plan in the UK to catch shoplifters that could end up stealing privacy from us all. We shared a story from LA where food delivery robots are leaving much more than your order. We then moved on to a wild plan to use the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act against tax preparer H&R Block and internet giants Meta and Google. From there, we traveled to Serbia, where we found China's plan to map the world's DNA. Taiwan's recently exposed help rebuilding a chip industry for Huawei and Airbnb's success at plopping the partiers. Our quote of the week this week comes from Elon Musk. I've actually not read any books on time management. That's it for this week. Stay safe, stay secure, save those coffee grounds, and we'll see you in seven.